Je luistert naar een boodschap van C3 Church Amsterdam en Almere. Wij zijn een kerk van geloof, hoop en liefde. Voor meer informatie over onze kerk kun je terecht op onze website c3amsterdam.nl of c3almere.nl Wij geloven dat deze boodschap jou vandaag zal bemoedigen, inspireren en bekrachtigen. You are powerful. You can do more than we think we can do. You are the God of the impossible. You truly are. And we believe that and we stand on that and we pray you would move in our hearts today, move in our minds, move in our thinking, move in our attitudes. Refresh us, restore us so that we go out of here more like the people you've called us to be. Thank you for your forgiveness in this place today. You know, I, I wrote something a couple of weeks ago in the service that Steve was preaching. I felt the Holy Spirit say this to me, that as we build a community of believers in this room, that's what we are, a community of believers who believe in who God says He is and who He says we are. We believe in the transformation of our lives to show the glory of God. And that means that you in this room and every one of you have a story. I've been in church long enough to know that every single person walks into this church, remains in our church and has a story. And you may have a story that you feel excluded. You still feel excluded in life. You may feel lonely. You may be traveling through divorce right now. You may be wrestling with your sexuality right now. You may be struggling with hurt from a past church right now and struggling to trust people. You may be someone who's addicted to something and you can't shake it off. You may be someone who feels different, like I'm just different, nobody gets me. You may be a business person that travels and can't be here every week, so you sometimes feel alone. You may be juggling five, six, seven kids, I don't know, and going, I can't be at everything, I can't do everything and I want to be there. I want you to know that you are loved and accepted and there is grace on your life. It is so important to know there is a space for you here. And you know what? The devil whispers to us so many different things. He can say to you, you're different, you're alone, you're not accepted, that's difficult for you. So the way out is to step out of church, it's to step out of connect group because his aim in life is to destroy community and to destroy relationships and he'll do whatever it takes but we are a community of faith with the Holy Spirit working where we're building bridges where we're believing in one another where we're trusting one another and it's a journey right it's a journey but I want us to keep renewing our minds that we are for this that we are building and creating and you are a very important part of the puzzle. So jump into Connect Group, love on it. Jump into opening up your home, jump into serve teams. You struggle with anything, talk to us, because you are loved and we will fight for you and we will stand by you. Amen, it's what we do. That's the beautiful thing about who we are, amen. So why don't you just turn around to somebody and say, I like you, you're great, looking good today, wonderful, thank you bands.
Superb. Great worship. Thanks, Raymond. You may take a seat. I'd like you to welcome my parents here. I always love having my parents all the way from sunny England. Actually, no, it's not sunny. It's sunny here. But um, so much of who I, I am and me is because of you. <laughs> no voice crack there at all. So I love you. Um, I just want to remind you, ladies, we have a beautiful brunch coming up on the uh, oh, e, uh, e, 8th, 8th of December. Um, so I can't wait to see you all there. You can book online for that. It's going to be wonderful. So we are starting a series. We started a series last week called Breathe, uh, called Breathe, called, um, I was thinking about breathing, called If. Um, and it's based on the scripture um, out of 1 Chronicles. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I, God, I'll hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. If my people will humble themselves. Didn't Monique do such a great job last week? She was Pastor Monique, who's been in Almira this morning, and Steve is actually preaching somewhere else in Amsterdam today. But I loved how she put her own mark on it. And uh, that sense of, you know, if we're going to give to people, if we're going to be the, the channels of life to people, that oxygen to people, we have to first be taking oxygen from heaven that we do through prayer. No one can express that better than the Monique, so I love that. So this is the second part for this, which is if, why. Why do we pray? There are hundreds of reasons why we might say that we want to pray. But I want to introduce really the, 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 the thrust of this for me, because Steve said, what, what angle do you want to take? I said, I want to take the angle of when you pray, it will change you first. Because my, my, my prayer life like your prayer life, has a lot of dynamics to it. And if you don't pray yet, if you're here and you don't know Jesus, there is a language that you can create between you and God called prayer. And he hears you even when you don't know him. He's there for you. He's waiting for you. You seek him and you will find him. And my prayer life is full of intercession. It's full of hunger for situations to change, for people's hearts to be softened, for my neighbors to get find Jesus. I'm praying to move mountains. I'm praying for this church. I'm praying for you. Um, I'm praying for what I can't do, but I know that God can do. I know that prayer is powerful. Mark 11:24, Jesus says that, therefore, I tell you that whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received and it will be yours. That's the scripture alone to unpack. But in that, I feel like there is, Jesus says, there is power in this. There's power in the faith, the prayer of faith. And I know that when I humble myself, I, to me, that's when I'm transformed. C.S. Lewis said this. He said, I pray because I can't help myself. I pray because I'm helpless I pray because the need flows out of me all the time, waking and sleeping. It doesn't change God, it changes me. And you and I know that as we pray, there is a spiritual dynamic that happens, that burdens are lifted, that attitudes shift, how we see things changes, that our faith grows in us, that we can pull down strongholds, 
that we can do the impossible with God, that our hearts are softened as we pray, that intimacy grows between you and your God when you pray. So I took this scripture that I just read and I recreated it a little bit so it's my scripture, you know. I, put lo- I sometimes put lots of scriptures together, my favorite ones. <laughs> so it's biblical. Um, if you who are called by my name humble yourselves and recognize you cannot do life without me, if you seek righteousness in your own life and you love me for who I am, then I will reframe your life and I will pour out eternal perspective on your circumstances that will heal you and change you and other people. And your life will shout out, my goodness, and I will take you to a spacious place and I'll put your feet on solid ground. That is prayer life for me. When I humble myself and say, God, I need, to, I need you in the whole picture of my life. I'm constantly reframing my life through prayer. So I want to introduce you to the concept of reframing. Reframing is actually a technique used out in the therapy cognitive world with clients who are struggling to get perspective on life. And um, it's a technique used to help somebody see a situation in a different way, a problem in a different way, a person in a different way, by changing its meaning with the premise that you don't always have the control of what's going on in your life. Things will happen to you that you cannot control and and guarantee, but you do have control over the way that you see it and the way that you respond to it. And that is how the world helps shape people. And it's not wrong, and there's some goodness in there, absolutely, but we do it as believers through prayer, with getting God in the whole equation. And that's what I want to look at today because in prayer we can reframe our lives we get perspective on our lives on our marriages on our health issues on our finances on our city on our relationships we get perspective when we renew our minds as to how we see God and how we see ourselves Philippines 4 6 or 7 is this beautiful scripture that to me speaks of reframing I can't, I can't do without this scripture. It's kind of rescued me and put me true north on so many occasions. It's a reframing scripture. When you find yourself in this scripture, this is what I see. Lisby, do not be anxious about anything. You've got a personalized scripture. It's written for everyone, but it's written for you. So you've got to put your name in there because that's where you own it. That's where the power is. So I do that. Lisby, don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, pray. And thank God. Don't forget, Lisby, to thank. (laughs) And tell him what's on your heart. And the peace of God, which transcends my understanding, it will guard my heart and it will guard my mind because I am in Christ. And when I look at that scripture, it says this to me. I won't find a heaven's perspective without prayer. If I need a fresh filter to look through the life with, my life with, if I need a fresh filter to look at my marriage with, my work with, to look at you with, I need a heaven's perspective and I get it through prayer. This, this scripture says you're not going to be carried in peace unless you pray because peace comes as a result of going, God, I cast my burdens onto you. I pray to you. I thank you that you're in this picture. And then the peace of God comes. 
You can't juggle life and all its situations and its pressures that carry, create anxiety without prayer to realign you. You need it. We need it. It's the oxygen of heaven. It acts as a guard and a protection to your mind. Ephesians 6 says, use it as an offensive weapon. Ephesians 6 talks a lot about defensive weapons, protective weapons, helmet of salvation, belt of truth. But the prayer is front foot forward, enemy territory, I'm taking ground, I'm alert, I'm I'm getting right in there. And if I don't pray... If I'm not praying, if I'm not engaging in the spirit realm, then I get lazy. I get unaware. I'm not aware of the spiritual dynamic around me. I get, you know that word sluggish? You're the English group. I can say that. Sluggish. I can use all the big words that I want. Um, But my natural mind is not empowered by my spirit. If I'm not praying, then I don't get perspective. I need it all the time. We reframe our lives through prayer. Why don't you turn to someone and say, reframe? Because we're going to keep saying that word, reframe. So about 10 years ago, eight years ago, Steve and I were in Sydney and we bought a Pastor Phil painting for our anniversary. We'd saved and saved and went, right, we're going to get one. But Pastor Phil's paintings don't come with a frame. They come, this isn't his, by the way, this is Steve's. Don't, don't. (laughs) This This is Steve Splat that covered my whole lounge when he did it. Um, but uh, Pastor Phil's painting, it was, a, it was a sailing ship. It was beautiful. So we get at home, and, and we look at each other and say, frame, what do we do? We've never framed anything. I had my teenage years, I used clip frames, which is just, you know, glass. That's all it is. You don't think about framing. But frames are so important, aren't they? You look at it, that's got no frame, but um, that's, that's how we do it these days, don't we? But frames are really important. So we went to an art shop. And we spent about two hours, but you could put like slices of frames on them to see what it looks like. Because we knew that we needed a frame to complement the painting that would bring out its beauty. And we did, we found one. It took a long time. But framing is an artwork in itself. To frame a picture well is hard work. It doesn't come easy. And I go to some museums, and I've been to the Rijksmuseum, and I can be standing in front of a painting of oil painting of flowers and goblets and cheese, you know, those really old-fashioned paintings. You can hardly see it, it's so dark, and you're going, that's really not very exciting, but the frame around it is sensational. It's gold gilt, it's beautifully created, it's enameled, and it brings to life what isn't actually a very exciting painting. That is the power of reframing, and that is what prayer is like. So I want to introduce a little bit to my prayer world as I go through this. Um, I need Intan to come and help me. To... Thank you very much, Intan. Give Intan a hand. Yes. You see, take the black one first, Intan. Thank you. I can frame the circumstances of my life, and so can you, the people in my heart, the lost I want to see saved, the health issues I may be facing, the challenges I may have in a relationship, the hunger I have to see something grow. I want to see this you and this church and this community grow so much. They're on my heart. And, and, but but, but when, I, when I think about those things that I'm praying through, I can intentionally frame them in two ways. I have two choices. You do, your life does not come with a ready-made frame. 
Circumstances are not ready-made, framed for you. You create them and you choose them. Not everything that happens to you, you can control, but you can control, because you're in Christ, how you respond to the circumstances. And that is the frame that you create around any given situation of your life. So you can either choose to create a black frame. I can choose faith or fear. If I choose fear, I create a black frame around my life. I frame it with fear, I frame it with lies from the devil. I can frame a situation with my own disappointment, with my blaming of people, of leaders, of of God, of, of people that have done that to me, that they shouldn't have done that. I can frame that circumstance with with justifying how I feel in my emotional world. I can frame, I can frame, see this is the picture. I can frame it with negativity and negative words and say, say say things that come out of my mouth that just are ugly and they're not pretty. I can frame a situation with a negative experience that I've had before and say, God, you weren't there for me. Where were you? Do you are you really for me? Do you really have a plan to bless me and to honor me? And the more you do that, the more you end up bringing attention to you and not to God. And what I have found, and this is personal to me, if I'm not regularly praying... If I'm not seeking truth, if I'm not downloading from heaven and being in his presence, I will end up with a black frame. And the devil will stand back and look at the picture with the frame and rub his hands and say, so be it. And I don't leave room for the Holy Spirit to move. I know this is like, this is quite hard. It, gets, it will go light and happy. And, but it's true. And I'm, I'm, I, look, I, when I create this message, it's only because I've, Flippin' been there even this week. <laughs> so, but we, we can frame with whatever. Frame it with fear. Or we can choose to reframe our situations and our life with faith so that it is golden and has a heaven's perspective around it. Because the Holy Spirit does not work in the dark. He will pull you out of the dark. But he transferred you from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. He does not work in the dark. He works when things are exposed. He works when things are out in the light. And when we create a frame around our life with positive thinking and positive words and who God is, we create space for the Holy Spirit to move. If the Holy Spirit isn't working right now where you want him to, there may be be different reasons, but ask yourself, is it because I've created a frame around that that is too dark? It needs to lighten up. I need to shift something. I need to change my confession. Because he will work when you create the channel and you create the space. So no matter what the painting is, choose to reframe it in prayer. By, and and I, 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 when I'm reframing, I'm going to my spirit realm in me, not my natural mind. And I'm taking hold of the word of God. And I'm making it this. This is created by this. By going, I don't care how I feel, what my emotions are saying, what the situation looks like, but the word of God is painting for me a frame of gold where God is working where I cannot see. Sometimes I thank God for what didn't happen. <laughs> you know, we think, we think we're thanking God for what's happened. Sometimes I look and I go, that could have happened and it didn't because God was there. Um, we create a golden perspective 
by his promises. God, your promises for me are yes and amen. Stephen Furtick, Pastor Stephen Furtick says this. He says, audacity is believing that God's promises are bigger than my perhaps. Just a little bit bigger than my perhaps. You see, God's promises are bigger than your maybes. Thanks, Intan. That's brilliant. So, when I look to Jesus as our example, right? I look at, okay, what, what did he face? Did he reframe and how did he do it? And I was thinking about this and I, and I thought how many hours he spent with his father reframing what was going on around him. He lived in a world of religion, of legalism. He lived in a world where the Holy Spirit had not yet, was not yet dwelling in people's hearts to renew them. He was living in situations where there was a lack of faith, where his friends betrayed him, where thousands of people around him wanted him to bring healing. He lived in an environment and a journey where he knew that ultimately he had to lay down his life. He was fully God and fully human. So he felt the emotions that he was going on in him. And in those prayer times where you read, he gets up early, he goes to the mountain, he goes to the lake, and he's praying. What is he doing? He's reframing. He's saying, God, around my life, around my calling, around my disciples, around the church that yet to come, around the city, around Jerusalem, I am reframing what is going on by faith. I'm saying, God, you're my father, and this is what you've called me to do, and you are good, and you, are, you can take this cup from me. I'm in, I don't want to go, th- you know, this dilemma of, God, I've got to take this cup from me if you can. I'm going to go through hell but then he comes back and it's like God reframing it for him and going, my son and you, I'm well pleased, you can do this. He had to do that. He had to go there. He had a frame around him of courage and of submission, no matter how dark his painting might have got, and it did. He fought for a heaven's perspective. He fought for his gold frame, and it was perfect because he was perfect. But it's not always easy. And, and, and when I talk about this further, it's not easy. I know a lot of stories in this room, and I know a lot of stories in the other service, and I know some of the stories in our mirror and what you are going through, what you have gone through, what you're facing, and some of it's beautiful, and some of it's not so beautiful. Reframing your life is not easy, but it's necessary. Because we live in two, we live in two realities. Oh. We live in two realities. We live in the natural world and we live in the spirit realm. It is crazy to say, in faith, that isn't happening to me. It is happening to you. It is what it is. But that's your natural reality. But you and I live in a spiritual reality world. There is a different, unseen, incredible heaven's perspective, reality. So when we pray and we frame, we're saying, God, I take your spiritual reality, the truth of the word of God, of who you are, of who I am, and I overlay it on my natural reality that now tells me something different. I now see with spirit eyes and not my natural eyes. That is the power you have within you. You do that. God doesn't do it for you. Took me years to work this one out. You and I do it. That's our responsibility. So, this is, this is welcome to my world of prayer. Excuse me. And 
yes, I have two different socks on, so don't laugh. <laughs> who, who walks around with two different socks on? Yay, that's even more than the first service. Right, oh, shoot, throw him. Okay, so when I, when, this is my devotional world. To help you get into my world, Steve may do the same thing another week, but I spend time with my Bible at home. Yeah, aren't they cute? Sparkly socks underneath. Somebody wanted to buy these boots. You can buy them from Intertown at 23 euros, just in case. And if you ladies think they're very attractive. <laughs> Everyone's photo. No. Um, so, I'll spend time at home reading, my, reading the Word of God, meditating on it, praying through it, getting myself in a place of peace. And very often, even the summer and the winter, I'll wear my boots because I just do. They're anointed. Um, I'll go out and I'll prayer walk to reframe my world. I'll go out into my nature in our mirror through the forest with the ducks and I'll start reframing my life. Colossians 3.1 says, Since then you have been raised with Christ, which is you. You've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. That's what we do in prayer. We say, I am raised with Christ. I'm not part of this world. I'm going to look at heavenly things and heavenly ways of doing things. And I'm going to reframe my life with the truth of the word of God. So number one, the first thing I do when I pray is I humble myself and say, God, hallowed be your name. And so I start to reframe before I've asked for anything, before I've said to God, I need this. I start by telling him who he is. That's the most important thing for me. I've learned by my mistakes to go into prayer in the wrong way. To get perspective, I have to remember who God is for me. So God, I know you're a maker of heaven and earth. You created me in the most inmost being. In my, you, I'm so grateful that I know you. I'm so grateful you're in my life. So grateful that you've rescued me. I couldn't do this life without you. You, you make my life worth living. You've given me a purpose. You're shaping my life. You've given me so much I'm thankful for. My home and my kids and my friends and my church. I do that every day. I say that every day. Um, God, I, I know that you will work everything out together for good because it's who you are. You won't leave me or forsake me. There's nowhere I can go where you're not there. I'm so, and I just keep talking and I'll start speaking in tongues and then I'll move into thanking Jesus for who he is. Because you have three relationships in your life, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That was a revelation to me about the age of 25 that I have three relationships to nurture. All God, but they all have a different responsibility and a role in my life. So I start thanking Jesus. Jesus, you're amazing. I thank you so much that with you, you've recreated my life on the inside and out. You live in me by your spirit. You're in me. You create an amazing example for me to follow. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you that I live in the power of what you've done on the cross every day of my life, that no one can take that away and no one can steal it because it's mine. And I start thanking him until my heart starts to shift. And before I know it, I'm just reframing my whole day with gold. And then I get to me. And I start to pray about me because it's really important that I reframe 
me, <laughs> and say, God, I thank you that you've created me a masterpiece. Ding! <laughs> that I am not who I used to be. I don't struggle with the same things. That you've set me free. That you've brought forgiveness to my life. That I reign and rule with Christ. And I'll just keep, keep praying it. You've empowered me with a spirit not of, not, of, not of fear, but of courage and of a self and self-discipline and I wouldn't be where I am without you and I've got purpose in my life and I know where I'm going and I'm going to meet you one day and, and I'm, I'm a woman who's empowered. I'm not a woman who's shy. I'm not shrinking. I'm moving forward and I'm speaking it over me because I need to reframe me because if I'm walking around and you may be walking around in your life framing yourself with this, I'm too different. I'm no good. It's too late. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too whatever, you can reframe you in the completely the wrong way. And then the Holy Spirit's like, no, I can't move. You've got to start believing in who you're created to be. You have to live out of your position in Christ. Don't do this. The Spirit of God goes, don't do this. You were bought with a price. You are a completely different person on the inside and out. And it takes faith to, to do that with the gold frame. It doesn't come easy. And I find there are moments where I'm just repenting. I'm walking and, I, and then I hit a moment. I go, Spirit of God, I haven't been living the way I know that you've called me to live. So I humble myself. And I go, I thank you that you cleanse me. I don't want that mindset anymore about me. I want it to be renewed so that I can bear more fruit for you because I believe in me because you believe in me. That's my prayer life. <laughs> and that's before I prayed about anything. So... I've got to wrap this up soon. When you pray, the Spirit of God will show you three things which are really important to create a frame around your life. He'll say to me, Lisby, what are you responsible for and what should you be doing? And he'll say to me, this is what God is responsible for. He's responsible for this. Don't try and do his bit. Don't get in his way. Don't try and provide that for yourself because that's his role. Don't fill that gap because that's his role. Don't try and fill that gap in somebody else's life. Don't rescue them. That's God's, that's God's responsibility. And Lisby, that's their responsibility. Don't worry about that. That's their job, not your job. Boy, I need that. Perspective. Heaven's gold frame. I know what I'm responsible for and what I'm not. Because in this life, boundaries get messed up. We tread on each other's toes like in, in relationships, in parenting, in marriage, we forget where our boundaries are. And Jesus said, my, he's, he was clear, he said, my job is to die for you. My job is to love you and lay down my life. My father's role is to raise me from the dead and to recreate the plan of action to save people. The Holy Spirit's job is to create a new spirit in you, to lead you into all truth, to comfort you. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are very clear what their roles are. We need to be really clear. What's your job? What's God's job? What's the Holy Spirit's role? What do other people do? Let me just give you a very quick example, and then I'll get the band up. That'd be great. I had a relationship challenge recently. Not, no one in this room and no one in my family, but it, was, it, was, it had been going on for a little while to do with some events that were going on, and, and it was only my heart. No one could see it but Steve. <laughs> 
And I started to create a black frame around what was going on. I started to speak negatively about the person, about other people connected to the person. And my mind was not a beautiful mind. It was quite ugly with some of the thoughts I was thinking and even speaking out. I was creating this over this, over this place. And I started to go, oh, it is what it is. I'll just, get, I'll just get used to it. I'll just live with it. Um, but I realized in that, I wasn't becoming the woman God had called me to be. I wasn't reacting well to it. So I put my welly boots on and I went for a walk and I started to repent and go, God, I need you to shift this in me. They may be out of line with what they said and what they've done, but I'm not in control of that. I'm in control of how I respond to this right now. I'm going to frame it with gold. I started praying for that person. I started getting God's perspective when he said to me, Lisbeth, you need to change your heart. They need to do that, and I'll do that. Get it clear. Your heart is the thing that needs to shift. You need to soften your heart to be the woman I've called you to be. Oh, that was hard. But I did. It took me an extra hour, I think, going for a walk. And he heard me. And he shifted something, and that relationship doesn't look the same. You have to reframe it before God can move on it. You have to reframe a situation before God can move on it because the Holy Spirit works in the place of light, not in the place of darkness. Can I have the, that's great, Ben. You have a choice and it's not always easy. When Paul was in Rome, he had a dream to go to Rome. The Apostle Paul, he had a dream to go to Rome and preach and see multitudes come to know Jesus and far and wide beyond Rome. But when he gets to Rome, he doesn't go as a preacher. He's free to go where he wants. He goes as a person in chains. It didn't look like he wanted it to look like. The frame looked black by natural eyes. He, could, he, was, he was under possible execution. He was chained to a different guard every single day. You may be in that place where life doesn't look how you wanted it to look like. You were, you were 35 and you thought, by now I'd be married with kids. You have a marriage and it doesn't look how you wanted it to look like. You have a situation at work and it's not the dream that you had. Whatever it might be, you have a picture that looks like Paul's. But this is what Paul did. He could have said this in Philippines. He could have said, now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me sucks. It really sucks. And as a result of the hell that I have been through, being tied up to different people every single day, I'm quitting Connect Group and I'm never going back to church. He could have said that, but he didn't. He said this instead. He said, now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. He framed it in gold. He framed it with what God is able to do. As a result, it has become clear through the whole palace garden to everyone else that I'm in chains for Christ. It's become obvious that I am belonging to Jesus because of how I'm responding. And because of my chains, most of my brothers and sisters are now more confident. They're becoming confident. They're getting excited. They're feeding off my gold frame. And they dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without 
fear, but with faith. He chose a situation that looked black and he created a golden frame. And I find that incredible. He interpreted his, his circumstances through the goodness of God. This is who you are. You and I are gold framers. I want you to go away out of this day and say to yourself, I'm a gold framer. That means in your time with God, in your devotional world, when you're on your own, you frame it with truth, with promises, with faith. Even if your natural mind doesn't agree, you pray through who God is and who you are and who Jesus is and what the Holy Spirit's able to do. You frame it with gold in one hour when we come and pray together over the city, over this community, over our neighbors, over our friends. We frame it in gold. When you're in worship, you come in here and you frame your life with the gold of the words on the screen that touch your heart. When you're in connect group, you frame each other and each other's lives and each other's difficulties and you frame them with gold and you say there is gold guilt on your life. Jesus paid a price for it. We're going to stand until we see the goodness of God in this situation. You are a gold framer, not a black framer. So I want us to stand right now and I want you in your heart. If you know that you have a situation, a person, a thought, an addiction, a problem, a challenge that you are, you, are, you are creating a black frame around it right now. I want you to repent to Jesus. I want you to repent and just say, Jesus, I'm going to change my frame. I'm going to choose my frame. I'm going to go the God way, the heaven perspective way, the golden way. I'm going to line this picture with the goodness of God. No matter what this painting looks like, you are more than able. And you have given me everything I need in Christ, through my position in Christ, to react to this, to break down strongholds, to see chains break in Jesus' name. I speak that over you, church. Gold framing. I can see it touching people in this room. Spirit of God, move. As things get brought out into the light right now, as you think differently right now, think, stop, think light, stop thinking peace, stop thinking God. He's going to break stuff over you. You're going to move into the light where the Holy Spirit will work. God provides a way where there is no other way. If you're here right now and you don't know Jesus, Maybe you've walked away from him and it's been a long time since you knew him. I want you to say right now that Jesus wants to reframe your whole life. He wants to take hold of your life, put you in a golden frame and recreate you and who you are and who you think you are and give you a purpose that is beyond what you have now. He wants to take hold of your mind and change it so you think different thoughts. He wants to become the Lord and the Savior of your life and show you something completely different on the other side of a decision you make to give your life to Jesus. And I want you right now, as we stand, everyone just close your eyes for a moment. If that's you here right now, and either you want to come back to Jesus or you want to give your life to him, let me tell you, there's something beautiful on the other side of a decision that you take. It's your choice. But Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart and saying, I need to come in. I can't recreate anything until you let me in. 
and let me in to save you and to be your Lord. So if that's here, if you're here today and that's where you're at, we want to pray with you. We're going to pray together. But just before we do that, if that's you, could you raise your hand up nice and high for me so I know who we're praying for? Raise it up nice and high. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Is anyone else? Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Spirit of God in this place. Let's pray this together after me. Let's join with these people that have put up their hands. God rejoices in that. Father God, let's pray this together. Father God, thank you for sending Jesus. I humble myself and I allow Jesus to come fully into my life. Jesus, thank you that you died for me, that you love me, that you wash me clean. My past is forgiven. I have a hope and a future. I choose you all the days of my life to serve you and to love you. Amen. Bedankt voor het luisteren naar onze podcast. We zien je graag terug in een van onze diensten. Kijk op onze website voor tijden en locaties.